Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. It's time to hit it. Another episode with with my friend Greg Hood, owner of Mazda of Columbia, Rob Sanders of Fox Sports Radio, 1400 AM, WCOS. My name is Andy. Welcome to another go round of what's good under the hood. What is good under the hood, fellas? Every darn thing is good under the hood. You guys got some questions for me today is, that I can that answer? that accent you've got going there? I don't know. I don't know. I usually use my Henry McMaster accent. <laughs> Do you know South that Carolina. <laughs> there are people that know Governor McMaster that, his says, wife Peggy. that say, that say <laughs> before he became governor, he did not have that accent. It well, he came about like after. He came from, I'm on the plantation. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe they install it. They install it when you get into the governor's office. Nikki Haley it's got a, more Southern when she got into office. As she sounded a chip. It's a chip. Yeah, we, we, uh, we call my house the, the country house. <laughs> Country house. I'm Henry McMaster and my wife Peggy. We should all talk about talk like Henry McMaster for the oh entire show gosh. today. No kidding. No kidding. Well, we'll ever... Can we talk about cars? Uh... You can almost. By the way, the by the way, if anybody, home. if any, I'll, I'll do that. I'll say, I'll say more. I'll say more. I'll say, I'll no, say, I'll say. If if any of you don't or listen from out of state, Henry McMaster is our governor. So make sure you understand that. And he does sound like he was a plantation owner. So, and if you, if you talk to Henry McMaster, he'll say things to like you like, uh, I, I sent someone to get us some uh, some tea, and uh, Peggy is going to make us some lunch, and then we'll look out over the grounds, and we'll watch the fine folks take care of the grass. By the way, the governor's mansion here is pretty beautiful. The grounds mm-hmm. and the house, pretty nice. I don't, I don't get all, invited there very often. but uh, Well, you're probably if, not going to get ever. invited at all now. Oh well, no! As, as the help when I was when I went down there and I, I bartended for a a, a wedding that Did was you? there. So I was there as the help. That was, was kind of cool. Was it nice? Well, I mean, I, I was the help. They no, were looking down at me like you. You bring, look around while you're the help, can't boy. You? <laughs> That's a, that was the look I was getting. They put blinders <laughs> on uh, all the help so they can't see anything in the house. So oh, don't be looking. At no, that I mean, it, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it's a beautiful place, but. Um, yeah, that was it. Was it was it was unique? I, I would I'll give it that. I, you know, uh, I remember that that was the drink of the day. There, everybody was drinking mint and juleps. And have uh, you ever had a mint julep? They're awful. They they're really bad. They are my, my mint julep's not awful. No, it is too. Anything you stick a thing of mint in and it tastes, they're awful. I mean, there's you can't convince me otherwise. Well, I think maybe the next maybe of what's good under the hood. Rob will be making mint juleps and giving us his recipes. We'll have uh, the drunken yeah. episode, and we'll just drink mint juleps. Nope, I'm standing on the sidelines. I already told you that. So that's what we're <laughs> well, doing. Just I just, watch Andy and I drink. No, I'll watch the shit go. show go down. So it'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And speaking of the government, do you think they're ever going to make us get rid of combustion engines? Try to get this thing back on track. On the- oh, I think they're trying to make us get rid of them. I got to tell you something. Um, do I want them to? No, I love a motor. You know, I love the sound of a motor. They're, it just, to me, I mean, electric cars are cool. They slam me in the back of the seat and they're really quiet and makes your stereo really good because there's nothing competing with it. But I just, I like a motor. 
And I, I don't, I, and to answer the question, I don't see it going away completely because you're going to have some form of hybrid, I think, all the time. You have a certain por portion of the population that lives in a very rural area. You know, if you're in the middle of Montana, electric car's not doing you a whole lot of good. So you're going to have to have something, either it's, uh, you know, kind of a region type motor or it's going to be a true hybrid um, it, at the best or worst. Well, I don't know how I said that, but the bottom line is, is that you got to have something. And then trucks, I don't see them being all electric either. How does a long haul trucker get across the country? With I was a wondering that. Do what? I was wondering that. So I did hear something interesting that, that honestly, hydrogen is not dead and that the future probably leans more toward that when it's all said and done uh, because it is something that can power all kinds of things and it's readily available if they set up the the systems and it doesn't pollute so there's hydrogen uh, is that is that like a i'm gonna prove my ignorance is this a gas yeah odorless and tasteless i have never odored it or tasted <laughs> it so i don't know <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll have some for lunch like, at the dealership today. So hydrogen for everyone. Isn't that what they had like uh, what they they were putting in like the big, uh, I guess they were like blimps. But that's isn't that what they used? Like that the hydrogen was that? the Hindenburg. Yeah. Oh, the that hydrogen. I shouldn't say that. It wasn't funny that a lot of people died in that. Yeah, I would think it was hydrogen. God, Greg, you heartless well, individual. Yeah. Jesus. No, I, I, well, that was going to be my question. If if hydrogen is uh, is a way to go, I mean, you got to think of the safety portion of that, too. I mean, I think they've pretty much figured that part out. I think it's more the delivery oh, okay. of it. Um, you know, I mean, wait, just let's back up for just a second and talk about that. Have you ever lit gasoline on fire? Yeah. Well, you're driving around with about 20 gallons of it in your car at any given time. I think they're kind yeah. of mastering the handling of that because they're crashing into people and they're not. Rarely are they blowing up. After all the issues with the Pentos. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ford F-100s, uh, the old ones took a hit from the side. I thought they blew up because the tank was behind the cab. There was all kinds of good ones. Um, There's a video out there of this guy trying to uh, burn up an ant bed underground. And he poured gasoline into the ant bed hole lit it up his entire yard, lifted it up like four feet, and his dog ran away. Oh, man. The I have, dog I have, was involved in it, too, man. It blew up the whole yard. I have fire ants. I need to give that a shot. <laughs> no, you that's, don't. If you do, get it on film. That sounds pretty exciting. I've seen the ones where they'll pour hot aluminum or something down the hole, and then they pull it out. It looks like a sculpture. They're kind of cool because it goes through the veins of where the ants have been. I think anyway. ants are remarkable. I've got a, a slag driveway. Um, and it's pretty heavy stuff and I'll, I'll go out there sometimes and on the edge of the driveway, there's a mound, they've dug up the rocks and the stuff that are in. I'm like, how do you do that? Being that little. So basically what that means, Rob, is you're not the only power lifter on the planet. They like huh. fingernail and toenail clippings too. I was cutting my toenails outside. Oh, no, 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 uh, 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 little ants carrying little pieces nope. of toenail away. That's disgusting. Yeah, All right, well, so, we have to well, go back to, to, yeah. to this now. I mean, you mentioned uh, uh, that you like the combustible engine, but is Mazda getting to a point where they're going to have uh, more EVs, electrical vehicles? Yes, uh, very much. Probably, and I was reading that today. They've got five different models coming out in the next year, and um, and they will be bigger, more electric. We we uh, we have the MX30 that's going to California right about now. It and I'll say straight up for us, it probably won't work because it's got a very small range. It's a hundred mile range, which isn't enough uh, for 
you know, where we live. If you live in San Francisco, it's more than enough. You know, you don't have to go very far. You get to where you're going, you get plug them in and you go on with your life. But there are a lot of hills. Which yeah, is but that, run the battery down. Nah, it doesn't it doesn't phase them that bad. I mean, mm-hmm. they, but there there's a lot of places to charge your car, and there's a lot of things that they don't contend with that we do here. You know, I mean, it takes me 30 minutes to get to work. I'm going 30 miles, and you know, you can you go 30 miles, then you go a few more places, and then you can't get home. I don't know. That doesn't really work. But that being said, is is that one of the things they're developing, and I I may have mentioned before, but it's a, a smaller rotary motor. And and Mazda was a trendsetter when they did the uh, perfected the Wankel motor. One of its problems, though, is need of a motor as it was, and only had three moving parts, and it was super balanced, and it ran cool, and it revved high, and all kinds of stuff. But they got terrible fuel economy. So, but they're working on a different version of it that gets really good economy, makes a lot of power. And those rotary motors back then in the RX-7, they were only like 1.2 liters. So if you compare that to a uh, Chevy pickup, that's, which is 6.2 liters, um, you know, and they were making a lot of power out of a very small motor. So they're going to be able to do something. And they're talking about doing it somewhat like they do in trains, where it is a regen motor. It's generating the electricity to charge the battery to get you where you're going electrically. So it, its fuel consumption is going to be very, very low. And we'll sit you in that. And that's really what you're going to need. If you're going to have hybrid technology, you're going to have to have something that is um, not thirsty and that can charge the car to get you where you need to be to where you can fully charge it again. Maybe maybe a question we didn't plan on asking, but I'm curious. You may have an answer, maybe not. What is the point of the rotary engine? It just goes the opposite way. Does that no, change the whole all. dynamic? No, it, it doesn't go the opposite way. What it, A rotary has a shaft that runs the, through the middle of it and a rotor, and there's a couple combustion chambers, and it kind of turns in a, doesn't turn in a round way. It kind of works its way as it turns through that that cavity, it's kind of like a figure eight on the inside of, I guess, is the best way to put it. But the shaft in the middle stays the same. And so when you've got a piston engine, they're going up and down with a crankshaft in the bottom and they can get out of balance because you got explosion, explosion, explosion as it's coming. Okay. And, a, and a rotary motor spins in a way that it's not, it doesn't need much. There's a spark plug here and a spark plug here. And I think one down here, I could be a little wrong, but I'm still generally correct. Um, and as the rotor turns, it makes its compression cycle, combustion, and then it moves the rotor on to the other part. And so, but what's happening in the middle ah. is it's staying perfectly straight. So that portion is in balance. And that balance is what's important because that motor, I mean, I think they redlined it, I don't know, eight or 9,000 RPM where a normal motor is somewhere around five to six. And, and it could go a whole lot more. I mean, guys used to just wind them up. Um, and I don't, did I tell you the story about the guy who had the rotary car that wanted to race my buddy? No. All right. So my, yeah. this is years ago. My buddy had a two sixty Z there was two forty Z there was two sixty Z and there was two eighty Z my friend Wayne. And we were sitting at a signal in his car. He had a really nice C and a Mazda RX three wagon pulled up next to us and they had this fake wood grain side stuff. And the car was a beater and the wood grains peeling off the side of it. And I can hear him over there, the guy in the car. Rum, bop, 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 and they popped if you had crappy exhaust on them. That's the way they did it. And, rum, bop, 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 and, he, and Wayne goes, what is that guy doing? I go, I think he wants to race you. And I said, but don't. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, just don't. And he did. And the old Winkle engine <laughs> in the RX3 wagon with the wood grain sides 
whipped our ass. <laughs> it was just, tumbling in it. No, I, I said, I said, don't, you know, it was just one of them kind of things. And I, you know, who knows what he had done to the motor underneath it, you know, bigger carburetor or whatever, but he knew what he was doing. He had his little sleeper there. So, you know, they made a pretty neat motor, but the really, I think the thing that killed them was the fact that they were just terrible on gas. And I don't know why I still, I don't for the life of me, I don't understand. They made that kind of power in that small of a space, but they were really thirsty. And I think that, you know, when they don't meet cafe ratings for the manufacturer and stuff, then they'll, they'll move on to something else, but they haven't hung their hat uh, or, or hung it up. They, they have continued with the development of that motor. And I think the thing about Mazda that makes them so unique is that they're really super creative and it, it's the, why they're sharing a plant in Alabama, um, where the next, one of the next Mazda, CX-50, I think is coming from. Um, and they share it with Toyota because they brought manufacturing skills to the party that Toyota didn't have. And because they just so think out of the box, how they design stuff, how it works, um, the efficiency of what they do is far superior to most of the manufacturers that are out there because they care about it. Yeah. Did I stump the panel with that? the problem now is that uh, you know i i mentioned when the, the show from a couple of weeks ago that i was got to fight you now now i'm about to fight you again because i'm going to go into the google wormhole of trying to figure out rotary engines and everything else so thanks for keeping well, me up at two o'clock in the morning greg I you know what it. i'm here for you rob and i think that you should learn about rotary engines um yeah. but no that's it, it and they were called a wankle because the guy that devi- developed them was named wankle and oh, I was about to say, I thought you were just throwing that off to try to see if we would ask you about Wankels. Like, they're really and I almost did. They are a Wankel I mean, motor. That was what they're called. I mean, a lot of times the guys do these motors and they'll they'll hang their name on them. Uh, you know, Cosworth is one um, that I don't, I mean, that may have been his name, but there are names that go with particular motors. Um, and that happened to be what Rotary was called was a Wankel engine. So there uh, you if go. If I got to name an engine, I, I'd, I'd come up with something. They actually, so, and, and I can't remember the designation. Mazda also toyed with a motor called a Miller Cycle engine. And I do not remember how that engine worked, but I knew it was different. I know that our Skyactiv technology in our motors now is uh, different. They darn near don't need a spark plug, even though they have them, to ignite and have combustion. They're, they're bordering on the edge of a diesel, but it makes them efficient. Uh, powerful and efficient and uh so they they have all kinds of neat stuff that they've ventured into that a lot of guys wouldn't go into a lot of manufacturers wouldn't dabble in one final question before we get out of here this episode of the podcast known as what's good under the hood what do you think that's going to be the next big thing for cars next year mazda of columbia of course amen because that you have a is, new building being built right that now. will be the next <clears throat> big thing we'll have cars that will be a start. We'll have yeah. a new building. That will be second. And we're going to just offer terrific service because, as I said to you last week when we were doing a commercial, our goal, we have really as collectively decided, we want to be the best damn car dealership out there, period. So we're working toward it. And I mean, you know what? That's a lot of effort that goes into that. They're trying to make sure that you don't irritate somebody. And that's hard to do, too, because people come in at different times of the day where they're in a bad mood, good mood, whatever. And we have to contend with all that. And what their feelings are about what happened in that transaction. So, but somebody in this country is number one. It's not us, but I got to have something to shoot for. And if somebody's there, we can get there. So I can get there in volume. I can get there in customer service. I'd rather do customer service first and work my way toward volume. And that's just not, 
me saying it. It's what we really want to do. And if I fall short and I end up second, I'm still pretty darn good. But I'm going to shoot for a number one. So we're going to we're going to start with our market. Then we're going to work on the state. Then we're going to work on the country. But our CSI is definitely coming up. We're treating people better. I think when we have our new service department where it's by ourselves, because uh, we share it with another manufacturer and another owner. And so there's a different culture. And I'm not knocking him. It's just different. Um, there's a struggle to that. And, you know, what people see and what they feel, if they see their culture versus our culture, they're making a judgment on us collectively. And in, that is a struggle. And we have overcome a lot of it. And But I think what that is, is a precursor to when we get on our own, we'll really be ready to be really exceptional at what we do and what we deliver uh, to a customer and how they buy a car and how they're treated before, during, and after that process. At Mazda of Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina, in case you're watching or listening from another state. Or MazdaofColumbia.com. I always do that at the end of the radio commercials. you got to do it again at MazdaofColumbia.com, and then you do it again. At MazdaofColumbia.com. That's MazdaofColumbia.com. How's that, Andy? Nicely done. (laughs) What's good under the hood? Greg Hood, Rob Sanders, and me, Andy Woods. Thanks for listening and or watching. Once again, if you're only listening, you can check it out on the Mazda of Columbia YouTube channel. 